0: Welcome to Monday Night Therapy. By God, we need it. (laughs) Let's just start (laughs) that. We're going to. Todd and I, before we started the show, we took cleansing breaths. We took cleansing breaths. And then Todd uh, decided to go with this. And I'll show you the reason why. Uh, Here we go. There you go. Uh, Nebraska started. Nebraska baseball season started. And Nebraska. Went out to San Diego and lost four games, and they lost them in horrible manner. I, I know the last one was but it says sixteen to sixteen, but my God, that's seventeen. You give up sixteen runs on seven hits when a team makes three errors. Uh, oh my God! I you know I listened to the game with Greg Sharp and stuff, and I'm sure that Todd watched it. Uh, Anyway, the last game by far was a tie, but it wasn't a tie. It was a loss. The season's over, Todd. Fire everybody.
1: I need therapy tonight, John. Do you? I don't know if me and my son, Jim, are going to be able to do it (laughs) on our own. So I did bring in my friend, Bullet, and maybe this will take care of what I endured the last four days. You know, I never thought I'd bring props to this podcast. I kind of thought, <laughs> kind of thought, you thought we'd you'd take leave. a more a more mature approach. But when you get beat sixteen to sixteen, like we did today, and I went on the record and staked my reputation last week saying that the strength. Of this baseball team would be our bullpen. My God, what a shitty performance by the Nebraska bullpen! I tell you, I have never seen uh. anything like that. And thank God, Will Bolt's comment to the media after the game was, "How hard is it to throw a ball over the plate?" <laughs> if the he didn't really miss words. A over a plate then they, aren't, they don't deserve to be out there. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Help me. Okay, so,
0: Help me, John. So, uh, well, for people that don't know what happened today, Monday's game, uh, Nebraska went into the final inning. It was a shortened game because they had to get on a flight, so it was a seven-inning game. Uh, Nebraska had the lead 16-10 to 10 going into the final inning, and they had one of their veterans out Pitching Shea Shanneman, and this is a veteran pitcher. This is a guy that's been around. And he did what? He hit,
1: did, did he hit you guys? He walked a guy, hit a guy, walked a guy, hit a guy. I mean, and then the, he'd been, and fed. then they bring in, yeah,
0: yeah, that Mason Ornelas, who is another veteran pitcher, and yep. he, they basically gave up six runs. And they brought in a freshman to actually get the outs. That's the thing that you kind of looked at. Now, I listen to the baseball team on the radio. I listen to the Chris app on my phone. I like listening to Greg Sharp, and it's been McLaughlin, right? I think yeah. it is.
1: Yeah, they're two but of the I,
0: I like those guys because I don't think Greg Sharp really – he's not a rah-rah guy. I mean, he was disgusted. He'd said he was disgusted with the final inning and it was it was really disappointing because you know i mean it ends up on the scoreboard as a tie but it's a loss and the baseball team i don't know what about the weekend they
1: just kind of nobody nobody that follows baseball expected nebraska to go out to san diego and sweep a four-game series from them they are a very good baseball team they're an up-and-comer um, you know they've recruited very well. I mean, shoot, they put a bunch of freshmen out on the mound that, per, for the most part, shut us down until today, when you know a couple of those young guys couldn't find the plate. So um, you know, <laughs> um, but the but you know the reality is is that in the first game, Nebraska had five hits. They got off to a slow start. Emmett Olson pitched pretty well in that first game, but then nobody could. Nobody could come out and throw strikes after him. But the offense wasn't there enough to generate enough runs. But in game two, they had 11 hits. In game three, they had 10 hits. And today, they had 17 hits, 17 flipping hits to seven for San Diego. And they can't win a stinking ball game with that. Um, you know, it's, it's just embarrassing. Nebraska has, the, well, you would have thought Nebraska had the ability to walk out of there with maybe two wins. Certainly not going over on that trip. And I tell you what, they're headed back, they're headed down to South Alabama next weekend for three games. And if this pitching doesn't get straightened out, they're gonna be 0-7 before you even blink. You know, somebody commented over here, it's time to get a real pitching coach. I'm not gonna string Jeff Christie up the up the flagpole yet. But you know, you got a hell of a good pitching coach on that staff. You got one of the best pitching coaches that's ever coached college baseball on that staff. Rod Childress is there. Now, perhaps Rod Childress is really happy just being kind of a consultant and riding off into the sunset. I don't know. But if I'm Will Bolt and if I look at the performance this week, weekend and then at some of the performances last year, and some of the decisions that are made about when you put a pitcher in and when you pull them and all of that kind of stuff um, you know what's going on with that what's going on with that so okay, do we, do, we, do we not do 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 we not do this every year though well, there have been seasons where they've started off better than this
0: well I it's, better than this yes but you know you know that every first game, every first series, I literally, uh, I literally tweet fire everybody, fire the pitching coach. I mean, there's usually somebody going fire the pitching coach on the first weekend. But uh, this was particularly bad. You don't they fire they a pitching really coach
1: on the first weekend, but something's going to have to turn around with those veteran arms. Something's going to have to happen, um, and you know it, it's time. You know. They stepped in and got Bryce Matthews' attention today. First of all, I don't think Bryce Matthews is a leadoff batter, and he, he he struggled with that responsibility last year. They gave him three games this year to try to prove himself. Bryce Matthews is much better down the lineup where he can drive in runs. They put him down in the ninth spot, he had a pretty good game today at the plate. I mean, what Nebraska hitter didn't have a good game today? My goodness, seven of the Nebraska <laughs> batters had two hits in the game. You know, oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm done. I'm done with baseball for today. I'm going to take a deep breath. We got South Alabama next weekend, and and we'll regroup. And, you know, the, the beautiful part about baseball is that until the end of the season, you got another game next week. You got a chance to get it right. And hopefully Coach Bolt can get these guys straightened out.
0: Right, we're done with baseball. We're only nine minutes in here. <laughs>
1: um, John,
0: yes, I don't want
1: to. Uh, I don't,
0: don't want to give you a. a I have you have an animism. I don't. I don't have enough booze to talk about any more baseball. <laughs> okay, okay.
1: Uh, so I, what's what? <clears throat> well, what's okay. next? But, okay, I'll
0: tell you what's next. Hey, Let's hey, hey! Some- Did you see was when Iowa's pitcher got D1 baseball pitcher of the week? <laughs> 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 oh my god! I guess we better. <laughs> we better move on there. For those listening on the podcast, Todd just flipped me off on the show. The first time I think he's ever done that. Although I will say that throughout my lifetime, I have gathered the ability to have a lot of people
1: flip me off on of my life. Yes, you have. Um, <laughs> I was going to transition here, John. I was going to transition tra- because, you know, of the entire coordination staff, all of us that write and pontificate and do podcasts and express all of that i'm probably at the bottom of the pile when it comes to being a basketball fan you know i don't have anything against basketball <laughs> i just i just um <laughs> thank you fred um i just am not a huge fan of the sport but i am a, a fred hoiberg fan and i have been since i watched the kid play in high school pitch in high there we go there's the pitching coach we need fred hoiberg anyway he was a hell of a high school pitcher by the way. Um, but I have watched I have watched f- parts of four basketball games recently and they've won three of the four. And what an exciting team to watch play. I mean holy smokes that win last night against Maryland that was so fun. And to see the little scrawny guys. You know, I think did they get rid of, of Jim Pillen? Is Sam Hoyberg the mayor or the the governor of of Nebraska now after that performance? And you he see, is. you you see, uh, I'm, I'm probably going to butcher his name, but Kisei Tomanaga. I mean, Have you ever seen a kid play a game with greater joy? I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, you can't help, you can't help but love watching this team play right now and pity yeah. the team that has to come in, you know, to Pinnacle Bank Arena and take on the Nebraska men's basketball team right now. You know, if you're a bubble team, you'd be better off pretending you have COVID and avoid the game. Oh, we can't play. <laughs> We've got eight players out with COVID. We can't make it work. You know, manufacture your COVID results so you don't have to come out and play the mighty mighty Huskers. <laughs> <laughs> it,
0: it it you know, I watched I I I usually sit and I, I look at the – in the first half, I look at the score on my phone because when I watch the games, I get so stressed out, I get headaches and I just – I the thing about the game is against Maryland especially, I just kept waiting. Okay, we're going to fall apart. Okay, we're going to fall apart. Okay, we're going to – and we don't fall apart. And it's just – it's conflicting my brain. Because I'm so used to this. When, when, when are we going to collapse? When are we going to not make our free throws? Something's going to bad happen here. They're going to call a foul. Fred Hoiberg will be tossed. You know, all this horrible catastrophizing. I practiced pa- saying that word for 10 minutes today. That catastrophizing. It is a great word. That is a great word. That is catastrophizing. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's all like this.
1: Genre That's a new word for me.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, But I I keep looking, you know, for anything to go bad and go wrong, and it just doesn't. And, you know, I think the win against Maryland is particularly, I think, amazing because they, you know, Walsh got into foul trouble, Greasel got into foul trouble, Um, who was it got hurt? Lawrence got hurt early. You know, yeah. and he's a guard, one of the point guards that we were expecting to be in the game and, and does stuff. And they still, you know, Sam Hoiberg had that steal at the end to seal the game. They free throws down the stretch. And then Tom Naga is just, I have to ask this. All you people that are on chat, I'm the most cult of personality player that Nebraska's, I, you know, my memory, you know, I'll know that if you've watched, my memory isn't the greatest. But I'm going to even for a, a, I'm going to say minor sport too because I think minor, minor men's basketball is it's below football certainly below volleyball it's probably below baseball but I, I see the biggest cult of personality player that Nebraska's had I don't want to say ever because I think you know there's been some but in a very 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 long time
1: how can you not help you know jumping on his bandwagon and. And just you know, loving that the way that that guy plays, and you know he has been on fire the entire month. You know, okay, I didn't know that you called it a heater. You know, as basketball basketball people speak, he's been on a heater all month. But I didn't know, you know that either. Yeah, I didn't know it. Maybe I'm not even saying it right. But <laughs> I'll tell you what, the the kid is lighting it up. He plays with you know, unrestrained joy. And it's just absolutely a thrill to watch him play. Uh, Derek Walker, Derek Walker kind of stands out there at the top of the key, you know, back and forth. And he's, he's, he's just kind of like, he's kind of like a dad out there. I mean, he's old enough to be a dad certainly, but you know, he's, he, he's just kind of like a dad out there directing his kids, you know, how to play and what to do. And, and, you know, holy moly and they frustrate the heck out of the other team um drawing those charges and and all of that kind of stuff uh yeah i I can't say enough about it and you know what i think nebraska basketball and and i I can't believe i'm saying this it will be appointment viewing for me here for the remainder of the season Uh, unless of course i can watch some wrestling but um or some soccer or baseball but anyway that's it's moving up the ranks and and i would uh i would be more than happy to watch him play so yeah men's basketball put a thrill in everybody this weekend um another team that looked pretty doggone good wait wait oh yeah
0: from the post game notes from Seamus mcknight uh i'll wait there from somebody else uh and Tominaga scored 20 points, his fifth consecutive 20-point scoring effort. Tominaga is the first Husker to have five consecutive 20-point games since Tyrone Lue scored 20 points in seven straight games during the 97-98 season. Uh, let's see, what was that? He's been at double figures for 10 of the last 11 games, and that—that's uh, yeah, that's amazing. With Walker and Tomanagi each topping the 20-point mark, Nebraska had two players score 20 points in the same game for the first time since Alonzo Verge 25 points and Bryce McGown's 24. Each had 20-point efforts in a four overtime game at NC State on December 1st, 2021, but that took four overtime. So, uh, you know, it, yeah, it's been fun. I mean, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do from here on out, and I think I've said this before, they they've lost players, and you know they're sh- shorthanded, and they're still they're still doing pretty well. Mike, wait, wait a minute. Linda says I have not paid attention to Nebraska basketball since Bob Gratop played for Nebraska in '67 through '70. Did you have a thing for Bob, Linda? Is that what why you were watching basketball then or what's the deal? You,
1: she must you can turn it on, now. it's on
0: <laughs> You
1: <laughs> Oh okay. Isn't that what you're supposed to say? It's impossible that Linda could have been what she's not that old. There's oh no yes, you're right.
0: Yeah. Okay, that's true. Uh, you know, you could just turn it on, Linda. You can just turn – you could watch. They're fun to watch. We have the Japanese Steph Curry on our team. And it's uh, – <laughs> he, he is going to, though – I mean, when you think about it, he is garnering so much attention with the way he plays and how funny he's, he is to watch. That You know, I, I started thinking about this. I, Kenny Bell was another player that all of us loved.
1: Oh, sure. I mean, you could go
0: yeah. through, you could go through volleyball players. I think over and over, you know, for each team there yeah. seems to be a volleyball player that everybody loves. Like, Maddie Kubick was, you know, the last one on last year's team, and, and uh, Fecky I think was another one I loved watching. But in terms of football, or in terms of another major sport, I think uh, Kenny Bell was the last guy I can think of that was
1: universally loved, and I, Tom Inaga is on his way to doing that, don't you think? So, yeah, I I do. But, you know, something that I wonder, and again, you know, my limited attention to the sport um, leaves me without some information here. But when I have watched the last couple of games, you know, announcers have been pretty quick to say, um, you know, they talk about the seniors that are going to be gone. You know, Derek Walker is going to be gone. Sam Griesel is going to be gone. And then they always kind of qualify it. Well, and, and, you know, Tom Inaga may not be back. So – what's, what's all that chatter about Tominaga? He's a sophomore, right? I do understand that he played on, you know, Japan's Olympic team, you know, so he's, he, he, you know, in all likelihood, he has some potential maybe back home to play at, you know, in the Japanese professional league. I mean, you know, he's not, he's not equipped to play in the NBA right now. I mean, He's got the build of a of an eighth grader. I mean, the physique of an eighth grader. Um, he'll get. He only get.
0: He, you only think that because he's surrounded by guys that are six foot eleven. I think he's what is he six two? Oh, he can't be six two. Okay, what well, is how I you know what? I looked up on uh, I looked up on Twitter. I was searching something on Tom Tominaga, and, and you know how you can type into Twitter questions about a guy and so many people were looking up his height I'm gonna do that right now but I, I think the reason why they say he may not be back next year is because he can go home to Japan and make a crap ton of money and you know well and
1: Chris Tussing just chimed in here and said he could probably go play anywhere in Europe too um, you know if he wants to um, if he wants to start his professional career there Yeah. Um, Okay, well, I'll tell you what. You know what? He's 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 five foot ten, and in basketball they always cheat by at least two inches. They do. So he's six foot tall. <laughs> no, he's five foot eight.
0: Oh, wait, wait, no, that was a that was Google. I wasn't looking at the roster. So <laughs> somewhere in the international, they probably a real measurement of him and and put that out there uh but you know i think he can go back to japan and make a crap ton of money
1: well i'll tell you what if if, this is where nil needs to step up i you know i don't know that he watches our show but i've you know sometimes i get some feedback from him on twitter but i'm probably gonna butcher his name but nick mustayas at muchachos we gotta get kisai An NIL deal. And what better way to promote your your restaurant? We need like the Bonsai Burrito or something like that so that we can get Kisai, you know, some, some, some little, you know, moolah and keep him around Lincoln, Nebraska for another year. I don't know what goes on a Bonsai Burrito, but I'm sure, Nick, you can figure it out. You're, you're, you're one of the best op- entrepreneurs in the, in the city of Lincoln and in the whole state of Nebraska. Muchachos.
0: Uh, muchachos.
1: Are they sponsoring us? No, but if I say muchachos <laughs> enough, maybe Nick will send me another burrito. I'll tell you what, I took on that pipeline burrito by myself. Oh, my God. I ate about a third of it, and I was beyond full. I got three meals out of that sucker. I mean, it was so good. Oh, uh, J- wait,
0: wait. James Boardman says Sam Hoyberg isn't tall enough to ride ho- ho- roller coasters. That's a good point. I mean, he is not. And then, uh, let's see, Cornesker Corner comes in with, KSA is not allowed to accept nil because he is a foreign exchange student. That was right. That was true for Noura Nuili. Uh, well, and Jazz you know, Shelley, German. too.
1: Jazz right. Shelley, I remember that. But didn't, I think Jazz found a way around it a little bit. I don't know.
0: It would, It uh, has something to do with their, uh, their, their I don't visas want to say immigration on visas. A that's visa, it. Not a work visa.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah. You know, because uh, the government has rules and regulations.
1: And well, so what well, we need to do um, is I don't know what we need to do. We need pay to pay his parents. Out we need things. to
0: send money to his parents. There we go. Because I'm sure that's not illegal. <laughs> 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 oh, okay. <clears throat> Linda says she'll be 73 in May. Todd, and that uh, that guy she watched was two years, old, and he oh, scored geez. 50 God points in a you, game. Linda.
1: Thanks for thanks for showing up week after week and supporting us here, and you know, and Fred Sacco, you know, I I am a broken man, um, but I will survive. I will survive, Fred.
0: <laughs> Beetle B says it's spring in Lincoln. Global warming, maybe. I want to hear about. Some some football. They were practicing yesterday on the field. They were not practicing. This is winter conditioning. That's different. Uh,
1: they did do some. They were pushing some kind of sled in the snow the other day. You know, I saw something like that. I think they took them outside, you know, to do a little bit of team bonding in that deep snow, and they had the sleds out there on the field, and they were shoving around. I,
0: I think they were doing neat videos in the snow. That's what they were doing. I mean, come uh, on. These are football players. Players, they're you know, 10-year-old kids, what are they gonna get out of pushing sleds in the snow?
1: Mental toughness. toughness. Okay, mental mental tough.
0: tough. here, here, Esther.
1: Well, you know, I'll, what is there to here. say about football right now?
0: Um There's there's not much. There is our there's okay. there's our <clears throat> the rules changes bit.
1: Well, we yeah, let's come, we can come to that in just a few minutes. We got a couple other things that we need to hit on, and we will talk about those rule changes. But I guess one thing I do want to say about Nebraska football, and for those of you that are, are, are you know, watching, listening, if you haven't seen the little bit um, on CBS News uh, or CBS about Malachi Coleman, um, that was a really good bit. And all um, oh, that Hartman, I can't think of his first name. Steve Hartman, maybe he does, you know, some of those pieces. And, and they put together a really nice one about Malachi Coleman and how uh he has an nil deal he started it when he was still playing at east with muchachos and uh, oh really the proceeds yeah and the proceeds from the sale of uh burritos or whatever he was kind of um advocating for or, or a spokesperson for um he the proceeds go into the the foster uh foster children's system and foster care system um but if you haven't seen that that um, CBS profile on him—you need to Google it and find it because it, it really does put a nice slant on this young man um, from Lincoln East that um, was was—he he survived. He survived um, uh, an incredibly traumatic childhood, and um, he's he's given back. So good story. You need to watch it. Okay, you got on your list, Todd. Well. <clears throat> You know, um, on football, they uh, seem to think they need to tinker with it. They always oh, do. Oh, wait a minute! You're
0: talking about rules changes.
1: Yeah. What do you want to talk that about? They are. No, they are. There they are. Okay. So these are the proposed. You know, the NCAA, who has studied this for years. I loved your quote and coordinate on on Slack today, John. You know, the NCAA has had a committee that has been considering these rules changes for three or four years, and yet they can't seem to come together and have a 15-minute conversation on NIL or the portal until they kick in. So, you know, that tells you where their priorities are at. But this is all coming about because they feel like they need to shorten the game. Okay? Is... Is shortening the game is that a high, is that all that important? Is that necessary? I mean, the only thing that pisses me off about a game going long is when the early game runs into my game that I want to watch at three o'clock, and I got to go to a different television station to watch it. I mean,
0: that's what they don't, what,
1: don't like. Too long.
0: So, okay, <clears throat> you need to understand business, Todd. You know, oh, you'd be in the business, public sector. That's bullshit, no, you, you, no, you don't. You do not. Business likes everything to be predictable. <laughs> you You're a commie. That's a different thing. Don't joke. <laughs> um, business likes things to be predictable all the time. So when they put a three and a half hour time slot for a game or a three hour time slot in for a game they want that game to fit that time slot they don't want things bouncing around or moving around because they might have to hire for producers or they might have to pay some different people to have cameras somewhere or they might have to you know like btn might have to pay more money for a camera or a channel overflow or something like that i don't know but i know that business likes everything predictable
1: so, and were yes, these are all awesome. about the length of college football games, you know, before they started interjecting all these commercials, having all of these timeouts for TV, all of that kind of garbage. I don't think anybody was complaining about the length then, you know, and they'll talk about doing anything they can to speed up baseball games and speed up football games, but no one ever throws out on the table, let's shorten up the commercials. Nobody throws out the idea that the world's most popular sport. They run 45 minute plus halves without commercial interruption. And when they do sometimes throw commercials up there, they split the screen. They have the commercial on one side and they show you what's going on on the other side. That's bullshit. That is that's we have allowed ourselves to kiss the ass of corporate America long enough. It's time that somebody stands up and says, you know what? We need to do things better. And we need to get the the decision-making power back in the hands of the conference commissioners and take it out of the hands of ESPN, Fox, NBC, CBS, QAnon, and everybody else, whoever else is making these decisions. My God. God My baseball team better start winning. (laughs) Do you want to go? through any of these actual Okay. The four...
0: I'll read them off. Mr. Guy That Needs to Take a Breath. (laughs) Cleansing Breath, Todd. Cleansing Breath. Remember I... Yes, there you go. Not... No, you you don't have to... Okay, you do your cleansing breath however you want. Uh, (laughs) Nobody saw that because I covered it up with a graphic. I'm the only one that's able to see you. The four proposals... (laughs) Under consideration are, number one, prohibiting consecutive timeouts, i.e. icing kicks. Uh, two, no one time. You know what? Let's go through these one at a time. i got no Prohibit. problem
1: with number one. I don't have any
0: problem with number one either. I think kicks is just dumb. You know, well, I, I,
1: you know, I realize it's a it strategy. One team, take a timeout. one team will take a timeout. Then they'll go back out on the field. And the other team doesn't like the formation, so boom, they call it. I mean, yeah, okay, we can do that. I'm good with that. Okay, no
0: untimed at the end of the first quarter or third quarter. I, you got to wonder how much time that's actually going to save. I,
1: You know what that it's, sounds uh, like? Probably two commercials worth. Probably two <laughs> commercials.
0: That's how they think of it, I'm sure. But what that really sets up is no untimed time down at the end of the first quarter or third really sets the officials up to make mistakes because it's been that way forever. And now they're just going to no, change what it.
1: What they'll do is they'll just add it into the next quarter. They'll just carry it over to the next quarter.
0: Well, yeah. Okay. Clock. Number three is clock runs after first downs, except inside of two minutes and a half, which is basically like the NFL. You know, yeah, I was going to say, runs. the
1: NFL does that, don't they? Yeah.
0: yeah. I, I guess I've always liked. La- Like that college didn't do what the NFL did because I don't know, because they're not professionals. They don't they get twenty hours a week to practice their offenses and you know, okay, quote twenty hours bird quotes or what do you call them? Finger quotes (laughs) bird quotes. Finger quotes, you know, twenty hours a week to study they're not professionals i think that you know going to have having them have a pause or have a strategy where you uh you get a first down the clock stops i i like that i i don't like the way the nfl does it or the nfl can do it they're the nfl
1: i agree with you john i i don't like it but that's one i can live with i guess that's how i would say it
0: number four the clock runs on incompletions once the ball is spotted no yeah, I, again, it's, you know, what do you want from us? If
1: that's you want a, the
0: NFL, go fucking watch the NFL, you know? That's, that's taking a strategy
1: away from the game. That is it that is. is removing, that's taking a strategy away. So what that means is when the quarterback's under pressure and he sails it out of bounds, he needs to throw it in like the third deck so they can't get, well, they got more balls on the field. But. Yeah, they do. <laughs> This isn't
0: eighth grade football, Todd. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Uh, I don't, I guess, you know, for them, you know, they spent three or four years studying this uh, from the, this was from a Ross Dellinger tweet. And he said, you know, they looked at this for three or four years through an analysis of three or four years worth of plays and stuff and my thought is uh, you guys didn't do any did you do any analysis for the portal did you do any analysis because you know now we have the wild west going on and it sure as how it feels like you're making up everything after everything already happened and now you want to change this because it affects your money because your overlords the TV networks are coming after you and based saying we want you to change this so things can be more predictable for us because that's us you know we want to control everything it's really that's really what business wants to do predictable and control over everything so <clears throat> i don't know i just i don't think they should make changes on behalf of uh, networks well, you know it's, you know
1: and, I, and this is I, I, you know i know most of people you don't probably give a crap silly. about it but you know what The way that soccer is run, international soccer, the way it's run, it's awful doggone predictable when the game's going to be over. The game's over. And they can hit all of their TV times based upon that. You know, so I don't know. I'm just frustrated by the whole thing because, you know, you've two sports, they're so concerned about, Making them move faster, and the only reason that both of those sports got any longer was because of television. Television commercials extended the length of baseball. Television timeouts have extended the length of a football game, and and that's what's caused them to be longer. Now I'm, I won't for a minute say that baseball players haven't exacerbated the problem with, you know pitchers have to go through this whole mental sequence every time, you know, they before they put their foot on the rubber and, and you know, throw a pitch and, and the batters have to go through all kinds of, you know, you gotta tug your glove, you gotta tug your glove, you tighten it, loosen it, tighten it, you know, you gotta go through all this ceremony before you can, you know, get in the, the batter's box, you know, that takes all day. But, you know, you can solve those problems pretty quick. You know they
0: did. They did. That is something we didn't mention about baseball is they have now uh, got a batter's clock. There were several yeah. games in which players were called out. Uh, Nebraska, Bryce Matthews got called a third strike because he wasn't ready to bat. Uh, yep. There was some complaints about an SEC team. I think I saw Arkansas. Oh, excuse pitchers,
1: me. <laughs> pitchers have to deliver the ball, and you know they're they're enforcing that. Um, You know, I watched that quite a bit last year, and rarely did I see um, a ball given to the batter, but there was so much inconsistency on the clocks, you know, apparently the umpire at third base is the one that's supposed to start the clock, and, and it was inconsistent as all get out, but boy, I'll tell you what, this year, they're on top of it, and I know that in the first game that Nebraska played against San Diego, there were two violations, and both of them, I think, were with hitters. I'm not sure that the pitchers ever got one. The beauty of this for Nebraska's pitching, Nebraska's pitchers work fast anyway. There, there will not be a problem on Nebraska's end um, with their pitchers. They're not changing their routines at all. They get on the mound and they go. Um, but, boy, I'll tell you what, that's going to change the routines for a lot of teams because typically – you know they don't like to rush their their uh, pitchers at all. I do like I, I <laughs> the cup adjustment. Oh my god! Um, I do like the the fact that they have the pitchers moving the game along and they're getting the batters in the batting box in the batter's box. But you know the other thing we the other thing. Go ahead. Well, with football, <laughs> you know it bothers me that that. You know, when you go out of bounds now, that doesn't stop the clock, right? Except, right? You know, I don't even know what the rule is. I, that somehow that one got past me. I don't even know what the rule is. I always thought when you went out of bounds, the clock stopped. You know, that's why. That's why I keep thinking. You know, I, I tell my wife, I t- I and mean, actually I've told ads and coaches that have asked me about going back out there and, and officiating wrestling because there's such a shortage. Of referees, I mean, there's it's really, really bad in some sports. I can't do this until I lose 50 pounds. There's nothing more embarrassing than watching a referee, a wrestling referee, who pounds down on the mat to try to count points, and he can't get up. And and that would be that. You know what? Roll over. You know, help me, help me, help me, get me up off the mat. That would be horrible. But you know, I've thought about going back and and working with some football as well. I really enjoyed officiating football, but. Hell, I don't know the rules anymore. They, you could pick up on them really quick. Well, I'm sure I could. You can, you you can do it. You can do it, Todd. I gotta lose fifty, man. 50, 50 so pounds. I, can do it. I, I have to. You know, how, is you this know a how goal? Is it? Is this a goal You're, for you? It's a. <laughs> well, no, I'm not going on the record <laughs> and saying that you know it's fifty okay. or bust. But if I'm going to officiate. I mean, I'm carrying around a kid in front of me. And if you watch wrestling, you really I mean, referees during wrestling matches are constantly up and down, up and down. Yeah, up they and are. Down. Yeah. And That's true. You know, I, I sit on the floor watching television. Thank God I got a couch to pull myself up. I mean, I. Uh, okay.
0: Oh, Linda! Linda! Linda loves you so much. She goes with a. Uh, would that be a, a fallen? I'd fallen and I can't give up get up moment. Yeah. Yes, that would, would be. be. That would, would be.
1: be. That would be for Todd. Be.
0: Okay, yeah. we we got we got excited about baseball, and I did not bring up something I wanted to ask you about. What the hell was the old San Diego's coach getting up every five
1: minutes and talking to the umpires? He's a whiner. He's a whiner. <laughs> He, what a flipping little baby. You know, he he was determined that he was going to question everything to show everybody how smart he is. Apparently, he's only been at San Diego for two years. Guy can Roach. coach. Yeah, the guy can – well, he's, he's – oh, they went through his bio today. I mean, he grew up in San Diego, played high school baseball in San Diego, played at the University of San Diego, went off – or San Diego State for Tony Gwynn, went off – you know. I mean, he's Mr. San Diego, but, um, yeah, he's just uh, just a whiner. And he, what he wanted to do, some of these guys get it in their minds that they're going to try to manipulate the game, and they're going to try to tell the umpires how damn smart they are. And I think that that's what he was doing. I, I got to think that the Nebraska coaches over in his dugout just saying, shut up, get back in the dugout and just shut your mouth. Uh, there was one, one bit where uh,
0: – come on, who was it? One of our guys didn't get a call on a hit-by-pitch, and then the San Diego batter yeah. stuck his arm out, got hit by a pitch.
1: Yeah. I mean, they, you get
0: they, the home calls. You always get the home calls, don't you?
1: Yeah, they, they did. And, and honestly, and even the, uh, the San Diego announcer said, I didn't see the difference in either of those calls. I mean, you know, there was no difference. And the Nebraska guy gets – you know he has to go back and stand in the batter's box, and the San Diego guy got first base. Um, honestly, I didn't think the umpires were that bad. I, I thought the umpires actually were pretty good overall this weekend. But um, uh, <laughs> but it was uh, you know those were two bad calls. Other than that, I mean, outside of that, I thought those guys did a pretty good job. Really, Justin Roggi. I
0: probably butchered that, says a Life Alert sponsor is coming soon. Maybe you could work
1: on that, Todd. I think I could. I think I could. You know, my old friend Don, he says 50 pounds is a walk in the park for a wrestler. Well, yeah. Don, it's so much easier to put it on than it is to take it off anymore. Um, I, I, am, I am changing my ways. Because I really would like to go out there and, and officiate again. I think it'd be fun. Really, really. Yeah, I do. I loved. I loved officiating wrestling. That was a blast. My wife. My wife suggested when my daughter got done playing softball, um, when she finished her career. My wife suggested that. I mean, you make some good money. You really make some good money doing this. Um, but my wife suggested the two of us should partner up and and do softball. And I was thinking. That is awesome because my wife, she could umpire behind home plate all flipping day and never have to bend her knees. She never would. She'd never have to crouch down. Can you imagine how easy that would be? I mean, you know, normally for guys like me, you know, you're constantly squatting and standing, squatting and standing. That's kind of hard on the old knees and the hammies. But my wife being five foot nothing on a good day. She literally could stand behind the catcher without ever bending her knees and she could just stand back there, she rack one, two. She could call it all day. And all I had to do is couldn't. call the bases and know the rules. She calls balls and strikes. Walking the- What are you
0: gonna do this?
1: Well, we gotta have summer, gotta- <laughs>
0: summer is just around the corner.
1: Yeah, it is. It According
0: is. to somebody earlier, they had global warming going on in Nebraska, Minnesota, where I live, is about to hit, be hit by like 40 inches of snow or some damn, damn thing. Okay, we <clears throat> we still have things on our list, Todd. Go back to focus on the list, Todd. Focus,
1: focus on, on the
0: on list. The list. focus women's on the list.
1: Women's basketball. I don't know who they played, but they got beat. Um, but they lost to Minnesota.
0: One.
1: They lost to Minnesota. Yeah, it's, they
0: lost. They, they lost a bad lot. That's a terrible loss.
1: They threw that away. Um, Softball this weekend, you know, they played in the toughest softball tournament in the country. They were down in Clearwater. That Clearwater tournament, they started that about three years ago. And they said, we're just bringing in the best. And they have brought in the best. And Nebraska, unfortunately, they went one and four after starting off the previous weekend going four and one. But the competition got cranked up something fierce. They did beat Texas A&M, gave Texas A&M their second loss of the season, but they lost the last game down there today against uh, against Arkansas. And, um, uh, you know, tough run for Nebraska, but, you know, that's why you go to a tournament like that is so that you can face off against the best and measure yourself and figure out how, um, what you need to do to, to compete the rest of the season. Um, wrestling had a huge win yesterday against Arizona State. And uh, for those of you that, I'll tell you what, guys, anybody that watches Nebraska wrestling, or if you haven't next year start, there is a kid on this team that wrestles 184 pounds. His name is Lenny Pinto, P-I-N-T-O, like the bean. Lenny Pinto is from Pennsylvania, and that kid is a beast. And he goes full bore the whole time. I mean, he was on his back and off his back and on his back and off his back and pinned the guy. I mean, he is a crowd favorite. He is going to bring more excitement to the Devaney Center than that place has seen for anything other than a big time volleyball game in years. Um, You talk about cult of personality with Kisai Tomonaga. Lenny Pinto is going to develop that as well in the sport of wrestling because he is just one of those kids that, you know, <laughs> lock up the women and children. Here's Lenny, and he's just going to go out there and do incredible, amazing things. So, kind of like Gable people. Stevenson. Yes, yes, very yeah. much so. Um, and and but even more spectacular, you know, than Gable Stevenson. Um, so he's he's going to be great, and and. Um, You know, they beat Arizona State handily uh, this weekend. I think they only dropped two matches to them in the whole meet. Liam Cronin was a killer, won in overtime down there at 125 pounds. Big Ten tournament in two weeks, toughest tournament in the country. Then the NCAA tournament comes after that second toughest tournament in the country. And um, hopefully Nebraska, you know, Coach Manning has the boys fresh. Hopefully they can go out there and, and make some noise. And, um, you know, he, I don't know. I don't know where they're going to place. Uh, they're good enough. They're good enough to put, to get third in the Big Ten. They're good enough to get third in the Big Ten. And they're okay. good enough to bring a trophy home from the NCAA tournament. Trophies go to the top four. Now, there's a lot of luck involved at the NCAA right. tournament as well. So things have to just fall right. But, yeah, exciting for wrestling. We're at 48
0: minutes, Todd. We still have 12 minutes to go.
1: <laughs> I drove out to Benkelman. Benkelman? I drove really? out to Benkelman in a, in a snowstorm. And when, oh my we got God, there, that... when we got there, it snowed even more. And then the next day, I had to turn around and drive back to Omaha in a snowstorm. So I drove in a snowstorm both ways. Yeah. We I was out on them your in neck football. of the woods, John. Saw a yeah, turn. We played Curtis.
0: them. Yeah, we, we played Binkelman in football. I'm were trying to Bincelman think about what happened. Then? Yeah, they were Binkelman. I was trying to think of what happened to us in that game. It was such a long trip to Binkelman. I mean, it was, you know, you get on a bus and you ride for a long time, and then you have to get off the bus and play good football. And uh, I want to say a kid, no, that wasn't that. Game. I don't know. I can't remember Bickelman. You I know, think I bad to say, things
1: to us in Bickelman. I know that this is way off track, but I do want to put in a plug here. That school district out there is called Dundee County Stratton Schools. And one of the things, and you know, you talk about rural Nebraska, rural schools anywhere, and it's really, really tough right now for rural schools. Teacher shortages, all of that kind. Of, it's hard. But I'll tell you what. I was. I just about lost it when we were talking with board members and I was informed they have two separate foundations out there that when any young man or young woman graduates from Dundee County Stratton schools, all they have to do is sign paperwork. And these two foundations will provide between the two of them a total of $6,700 of scholarship money for four years, regardless of what for regardless of what college they go to. Whether they go to the University of Nebraska, whether they go to Notre Dame, or whether they go to Northeast Community College, whatever it is, for four years they get six thousand and seven hundred dollars from that foundation back there that wants their kids to go on to college and and become better human beings. So that's, you know, hats off that's to pretty them. Cool. That is that is really, really cool. I've been in districts where they give a lot of scholarship money, but nothing that wasn't competitive or, you know, nothing that was guaranteed like this. Really cool. Teddy from Texas says 18 inches coming
0: to Minneapolis. That's what she said. Yeah, but my neighbors. I'm not going to go to literally.
1: Minneapolis. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, my neighbors are literally outside where people are preparing for this storm I guess. How do you, you prepare know, just, for the storm? You you go to Target and you buy a bunch of food you probably don't even need. Oh. You know you know you, you, I I have beans and rice in the so uh you know we're always prepared. Let's see what else. Anything going on football because people want to hear shit about football. I think wait, wait a minute.
1: Oh. Dylan Rayola is
0: uh, coming on a visit. Dylan Riola is coming on a visit in March. I, somebody said earlier that Dylan Riola had canceled his visit to Georgia. Wow! Which I had not heard, but I don't. You know, I my head buried in the history stuff lately. And Linda well, says, uh, "John, great history video today. Thank you, Linda." Uh, I I put a lot of hours and a lot of time into that just because I'm trying to learn how to edit videos and do storytelling a little bit better. Uh, and I don't know if it's going to get a lot of hits, and that's kind of important to me because I am a performance-measuring guy. <laughs> like if I said I was going to lose
1: 50 pounds, Todd, I would go lose 50 pounds. I'm going to work on losing it. I'm going to work on it. I. You know, Hey, back to Dylan Rayola. The, the, okay. the, important, the important thing about Dylan Rayola is that they've got this uh, visit schedule. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to apologize to all the listeners. There's some of you out there pay a lot more attention to the details of recruiting than I do. But, you know, if you can get the number one guy to commit, all of a sudden there's, you know, some dominoes that start falling because there's this little click of these high-powered players. And there are players that will want to go to the same school where the number one quarterback is going to up. And so not only is Dylan Rayola going to be on campus for his visit, there are a handful of other four-star, five-star players that right. are going to come to Nebraska to visit. Um, and, and, you know, who knows when you roll the dice uh, whether or not we're going to get any of them but getting them on campus is a victory now speaking of nebraska football here's something i'm going to i'm going to throw an intellectually challenging question to you okay dylan rayola is the prize yeah is it better to have a winning football season next year? Or is it better to not? What? You always want a winning football
0: team. You do. Yeah, I want wins, Todd. I want wins. Oh, I you know would. why? You know why? Because what is that line? A bird in the hand is better than a bird in the bush. Is that what that cliche is? Yes. Okay. That's what I'm with. So why would you think that not having a good winning team uh, would be good? Is because Dylan Rayola people, could come in and be a – and-
1: There are people that say that if we get a commitment from Dylan Rayola that it doesn't matter how well we do, we got Dylan Rayola to come and save the day. And our coaching staff can put a lot more attention to the future than the present and have things in a much better situation in year two than in year one. I think that's you know, a bunch of crap. I think it's crap, well, but that question was debated on talk radio the other days.
0: Those guys have to come up with subjects every day. So they do have to come up with stupid stuff. And I that one's just one that people are overthinking everything. Uh, wait a minute. Uh, Beetle B says two birds. Better two birds than they I don't remember some of these cliches you remember the guy with the, bird the broken thing in the bush or
1: something like that okay there you
0: go but bird in the hand is worth two birds in the bush <laughs> what i could People, come up with a bunch are, of other
1: John, i could come up with a what james boardman look at what james said am i do i need to look for a new job <laughs> i what are what are you what am i supposed to be looking for James Boardman's quote at Coronation. The cancellation was reported by
0: on three. Oh, the cancellation was but well those guys are on top of everything. Oh. I have my own sources. I'll go look those up after we're done here. I didn't look I didn't look uh, for this ahead of time. But you know the thing with Dylan Royal I, it in flux. I mean, you know, I talked to an old friend of mine day for lunch and and it was nice and he the fact that dylan royola could always commit and then decommit and he'd still just the fact that he's visiting and that he would ever even commit for a short while would be worth the time because he would bring in other players that would see nebraska for the first time and say hey maybe i want to stay here and uh, maybe i want to play football for our
1: beloved huskers Uh. i'll tell you what the fact that we're in the running for for dylan rayola um, you know, it, it that speaks highly of Coach Rule, it speaks highly of the organization that we have right now, and if we can continue to um, pull in, um, you know, get the attention of some of these top recruits, you know, that only bodes well for, um, that only bodes well for our football program. I'm excited, you know, I'm excited for the football season, I really am, so... Long ways off. I'm excited for spring. How about that? There you go.
0: Owen Walker says, mark my words. If we get Dylan, we will get top linemen and skill players. And I think the key there is getting in top linemen. And my yep. mouse is going wonky. Uh, let's see. I had one more here. Cornhusker Corner earlier said, also, if you all haven't caught Bill Bush on early break, he's on the whole show every day on 93.7 youtube channel it's outstanding okay well there there you go see we're not afraid to plug other people here
1: no i love watching bill bush (sighs) 93.7 okay what i'm sorry i i love listening to coach bush i think that i'm gonna have to check that out (sighs) 93.7 is that what he's doing he didn't get another job well, I heard he wasn't going to lo- leave Lincoln, you know, his, his, uh, his wife is a good job here and you know, it sounded to me like he's, you know, they're not going to pick up and leave. So, you know, what else can he do?
0: <sighs> okay. you <laughs> <Get> know, <clears throat> Oh, for God's sake. I have too much equipment attached to my Mac and I have too much of my IT job involved in the same computer I'm doing this stuff with because now I got stuff disconnecting and connecting and keyboard issue I anyway you know what we're running to the end of the show is there anything else we've missed Todd
1: <sighs> Baseball plays at South Alabama this week hopefully we're better
0: basketball has and uh, what well, they have they have Minnesota coming up. I know that and Minnesota is only one-one game in the Big 10 and it's at home so it better be a win. They better you know not blow that one. And then we go into the we play I think Michigan State at home, right? I, I don't know that much about that one. Again, it's you know I, the way I watch basketball is oh god, something bad is going to happen and and then the team has had enough resolute you know they've been resolute enough that uh they haven't allowed that to happen ah okay i break something every show now don't i uh let's see owen walker says bill bush is amazing and the early break does a live show on youtube every morning The early break with Steve Sippel and Jake Sorensen. Okay, you know what, Todd? We've hit an hour. (laughs) And uh, it's time to probably say goodnight.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Before I say something, I regret. (laughs) You haven't done that yet? I stand by my comments.
0: Well, hopefully next week will be a better week for Nebraska baseball, and they'll figure some stuff out before we face South Alabama. And we're not too far away from playing in Minnesota, actually. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is that it for tonight, Todd? I think that's it.
1: I think that's it.
0: Okay. Good night, Todd. Good
1: night, John. Good night, John.